talk about politics, pop culture, and popping models. I'm Chet. I'm Anika. I'm Ishmael, and we're your local brown babies. Today we'll be talking about MIA's talk at the MoMA last week, violence at the Gaza protests, before we transition to some celebrity breakups. But first, Ishmael, what did you do last week? Um, I think it's really funny that we had three things, and like, I know that our breakup, our breakup segment is like, the longest. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, we but, try to be worldly, but I think what we really feel passionately about is pop culture. I feel passionate about the world. <laughs> no, no, I mean, I feel like what we, we show our passion, like, the most in this podcast is talking about, like, It's for pop culture lens. <laughs> That's, uh, exactly. Um, I did it a lot this week, so, um, I don't know, Chad, if you want to go first. Uh, I can go first. So, uh, a couple of weeks ago, I started um, oil pulling. Whoa, what is that? Which is, it's like a, it's, it's part of like Ayurveda medicine. Uh-huh. And uh, it's basically like swishing oil in your mouth. Oh my god, wait, Coconut wait, oil? wait. What's her name? The one person who was in a insurgent, divergent, all that. that those Shailene movies. Woodley. Shailene Woodley mm. swishes oil in her mouth. Yeah. It's called oil pulling. Oh, okay, whatever. Yeah. Oil pulling. It's oil pulling. I'm, I'm basically doing what a good brown person is supposed to do. Okay. And uh, so you can use what it as oil. I've been using coconut oil. And you basically just kind of swish it in your mouth for, um, they say that the, the the perfect amount of time you're supposed to do it for is 20 minutes. Oh. Yeah. That's like a workout for your tongue, though. Uh, yeah, so you have to, I, what I quickly learned is that you have to be sure not to swish too hard. Yeah. Otherwise, your jaw will feel really, like, sore. So what did you tell You don't have, like, a gag reflex with that? Like, how, you know, like, when you have, you, br- you brush your teeth for too long and you start to, like, gag a little bit? Does that not happen? Nope. Oh, okay, interesting. My tongue hurts when I swish mouthwash in my mouth. You're probably swishing too hard. Start <laughs> oil pulling. Because you have to do it for 20 minutes. Yeah, you have to do it for, like, 20 minutes. You don't have to do it for 20 minutes. You can, like, do it for, like, five minutes, ten minutes. But they say that, like, 20 minutes is, like, the right amount of time. So I've been, I've been doing oil pulling with coconut oil for, like, the last week and a half or so. Okay. And I do it every morning before I brush my teeth. Okay. Uh, and so they say that traditionally in the practice of that, it's supposed to draw all these toxins out of your body, okay. which I, you know, I'm not really sure whether it does that or not, but it does make my mouth feel really clean. Mm. And yeah, I hear it gets your teeth clean. It makes my mouth feel really clean and it, I don't know, it just, it feels kind of nice. Is it about that slick feeling though? Cause you know, when I go for like a dentist cleaning, I love that slick feeling on my teeth. Yeah, it's like a little bit of slick feeling. It just feels really clean. And it has, like, because of it, because it's coconut oil, it has, like, kind of a coconut, like, aftertaste in my mouth, which I kind of like. Mm-hmm. And um, you can also use sesame oil. I think that traditionally um, people use sesame oil, but mm-hmm. you can also use co- coconut oil. So, yeah. Wow. That's my little, my little step into holistic so, uh, self-care. So that, like, that's, like, Generally, the benefits is like it's supposed to like get toxins out. It's else. it's supposed to draw toxins out of your whole like system, mm-hmm. but you know, I mean, I don't I don't know whether that actually works or not, but uh, it does it does uh, feel good. Mm. Okay, I think I'm all about dental hygiene, as mm-hmm. we know. Yeah, yeah, one of my favorite things. I was I... thinking into getting a water flosser. Oh, really? Yeah, Whoa. I was thinking. About okay, it. I I've heard from like people who go to dental school that like, water flossers are like bullshit and like see that's it's, like, why... a marketing pl- ploy basically. Like you sh- if you want to floss, you should just get real floss. But so, so that's why I haven't got one. It doesn't get it as effectively. No, and oh, people okay. actually even say that like okay, so I use like the the 
still like false picks yeah. because yeah, I'm like same. lazy as fuck. Yeah. People say that like those don't even get like properly. Get your teeth whatever gunk properly. Really? Like you should be using yeah, the thing that's the hardest is the one that you should be doing, but people don't want to do it because it's the hardest. Listen, right. I'm never gonna use the um, floss, I hate it. Yeah. But actually, uh so this last week I got my so I got Invisalign in twenty fourteen and was a shit. I had a ten month treatment and just didn't do it. And just had like the attachments in my teeth that's supposed to like move my teeth when you put the Invisalign on. <laughs> Uh, four years later, guess what? I was like, all right, definitely not doing it. So I got them removed and Alrighty. I got teeth cleaning and it felt so slick and so nice. I was like, damn, I had like attachments on my teeth. Okay, anyone who doesn't know what Invisalign attachments look like, just Google it. It's not ugly or weird. Just like it's you. It's like, there's things on your teeth. I honestly miss them. It feels like the They also didn't really bit. change. I know, you were really sad about it. I was you, sad about it. I didn't think you looked that different with them. They were like, did not I feel more it. confident okay good That's which good. is kind of crazy That's so it means I was like a little less confident for the last four years which oh, is kind of wow. crazy yeah because well, you're very confident I mean I'm definitely <laughs> glad you I'm definitely <laughs> glad you <laughs> I don't know because I'm very I confident guess, I'm not sure if anybody else needs more confidence but it's fine yeah but um you and Shailene Shailene, Shailene. I'm trying to make it more round just kidding are we Shailene you and Shailene, Shailene. Shailene. I know she's you and Shailene uh, share the ritual. Okay. Who started first? Uh, uh, the, like literally. The the who started people. in the world? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Oh yeah, and yeah. Uh, elbows was very important because the throat is very important in Ayurveda. Is it? Yeah. About more about well, it's, the, it's like the it's considered <laughs> the communication center for your for your body. Yeah. Yes. You know, it's like they, they really value the throat. So you're supposed to do a lot of things to take care of your, your throat yeah. and your mouth. Mm. I should really stop getting drunk and just go to sleep immediately. I should just go and like oil pull. Do the opposite just of drunk oil pulling. Yeah. Drunk. Honestly, yeah, I would I could just watch like YouTube videos. Speaking of which, because we were watching Marcel the Shell, I could just watch whole Marcel the Shell video and just oil pull during it. I feel like I would be fine with it. Yeah. You could watch the whole uh, Leah Michelle can't read video yeah. and that would be the your timer basically. Hot take, Leah Michelle cannot read. Leah Michelle no. can read. This I think we talked fake. about this. This is fake. Ishmael literally watched this 15 minute Look it video. up. YouTube, Leah Michelle cannot read. This is the dumbest take I've ever the seen. The 15 that. minute video that you watched. That has like no this actual the, evidence. This is the most interesting hot take anybody will ever learn. Please about. give me the most relevant and best evidence from that video. Summarize it for us right now as to why Leah Michelle can't read. When she writes things, they look like a baby wrote them. What if she just so has she's bad, bad handwriting? Hand Got it. Okay. <laughs> okay, Nico, what did you do this week? <laughs> I did not watch this 15 minute video on Leah Michelle. Really? I'm proud to say that. <laughs> no, you're gonna watch it. I know you are. Tomorrow. No, I'll send it to you. I'll send it to I think you. I'm good. I think I'm good. That's the best thing that we got from it. I think I'm good. Um, I discovered Looming Tower on Hulu. So good. At Ish Mom's recommendation. It is so good. Me. I highly recommend. Me. My recommendation. <laughs> so basically, I mean, it's not. It's not. Like, it's not a documentary, it's not 100% like real, but it is based on all the events that led up to 9-11, um, and a lot of the issues that like the FBI and the CIA had with each other. Um, so that's, that was really great. And then also, I did three pull-ups at the gym. Oh! oh! I know! I know! I know it's impressive because all the other girls 
at the gym, which maybe is more of a reflection of my gym than me. However, <laughs> however, they gave me high fives afterwards. So I thought nice. that was pretty cool. Okay, well, I could bring it to myself, you know, as I do, because it's all about me, but also about you, um, is that I can't even do one push-up. Like, I can't even do the baby push-up. I can do, I What's the baby push-up again? How do you do that one? With the knees down. I can't even do it with the knees down. I've tried, and it is insanely hard for me. I can do like eight real push ups, like man, not like, not oh, man. But no, like no, don't, don't, don't say they're man push ups. Don't, don't sell them mm. women short. The real push up without the knees. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Because women can do them too. Summer bot on the way. Yes. What? Summer bot on the way. Summer bot on the way, no. Summer think, ass on the way, the baby I think, though. I think that's what, what the sad thing is, is that the only reason why I can do these things is because I don't weigh that much. <laughs> You know, because body weight, Oh, right, because right, it's body weight? Yeah, it's like, is it yeah. easier for me to do a push-up and I guess a pull-up, it's all, it's all relative, though, right? Because right. I think, technically, I think larger people are supposed to be stronger, oh, generally, right, right. so I think but it's, I all, think, it's like, all I relative. You, you could rock climb really easily because you're lighter and you have strength because you're building a bitch on that, but right. you could rock climb really easy, actually. I mean, I have gone to rock climbing gyms, but... Just, like, go, like, like Gollum. Like Gollum? Does Gollum rock climb? I don't know, he just, like, fucking climbs everything, right? Okay, I don't know. No, I don't know. Who watched Lord of the Rings last? I only saw the first one. Last time I saw it was with you. Oh my god, Chet, you are not a nerd. Why are we friends? I don't even understand. I don't know. No, I'm just kidding. I love you. I don't think she does. No, we're friends because of Vanderpump Rules. Mm Mm-hmm. Gigi Hadid. (laughs) Vanderpump Rules? We're friends because what? what? Okay. Kardashians. We're going to have to rethink our our friendship after this Why are you only naming reality? Our love for... What I did this week, I did like a few things. Okay, one of the most significant things I did was I saw MIA talk at um, the MoMA last week on Friday. So, um... She made a documentary about um, the genocide that's happening in Sri Lanka, mm-hmm. um, the genocide of, the, of Tamil people by the predominantly Sinhalese government. Okay. Um, and I didn't actually watch the whole documentary. I watched clips of it. But I just went to the talk just because like I'm a fan of her music. I think she's really amazing. I think that she makes a lot of... like. Um, She's really political, and she's not scared to be political. I feel like a lot of pop stars and a lot of musicians are scared to be political because they want everyone to like their music. Taylor Swift. Example, literally, Who literally. The best example. Literally best example. I'm she's, thinking about her, right? She is the most, uh, the best example and the Some person of, the, the most extreme fame example yeah, of it. like literally, she is... She is the most high-key celebrity who's been the most apolitical in, like, the time of, like, post-Trump election, which is crazy. Um, But she's not afraid to make statements, which is, like, the public uh, op-ed she wrote against Spotify. Well, she makes statements that are, like, that are not exactly political, that are more about her making money. Well, she, she, she takes stands publicly on issues that will benefit her personally. Her. Exactly. Which, and, like, it will not alienate fans. Right. They're yes. not necessarily controversial. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, but is not scared of that, and I really like that about her, and I, I did want to go see her talk, and um, it was a free talk, and I was really lucky a friend of mine got tickets for that, and um, a few years ago, um, just to give this a little bit more context, like, she... 
she is very politically active and she talks about the situation that's happened in Sri Lanka um, and which is not reported on a lot which is like you know there's a lot of discrimination against Tamils but like she talks about how there isn't enough focus on refugee issues or like more global issues um, just because I mean at the end of the day the media is very American um, and very skewed towards American issues all the time but what she said kind of I will, I will go into what she says about the Black Lives Matter movements, but what she said was perceived as, like, anti-black by a lot of the Black Lives Matter activists. But to me, more than just, like, anti-black or whatever, like, saying something, you know, very, like, saying something very black and white about what she said, I think what she was trying, I think she, the way she talked about her comments made it sound like there's a hierarchy of problems in the world. Mm-hmm. Obviously, there are people who suffer more or not, you know, depending, like, okay, if people are getting killed on the daily purposely, that's different to, like, the systemics, mm-hmm. racism, right. for sure. But I don't think creating a hierarchy of problems is useful. So what MIA said during this one interview a few years ago, it's, she said, it's interesting that in America, the problem you're allowed to talk about is Black Lives Matter. It's not a new thing to me. It's what Lauren Hill was saying in the 1990s, a public enemy in the 1980s. Is Beyonce or Kendrick Lamar going to say Muslim lives matter or Assyrian lives matter or this kid in Pakistan matters? That's a more interesting question. And I think the fact that she posed it as like, what is the more interesting question, I think is the issue. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that these, I think that she's right about the fact that like a lot of problems are not given enough um, space in media Mm -hmm. because it's so American dominated. Mm -hmm. But I don't think that I don't think it's okay to say, like, what's more interesting or not more interesting because mm-hmm. I think then you make them opposing issues. And right. it's kind of, like, the whole thing that, like, I don't agree with, like, where you divide and conquer between people of color. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, yeah, it's just almost asking you to choose whether Black Lives Matter or right. Muslim Lives which Matter. I which, I mean, in itself is inter- is really confusing because there are so many black Muslims. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, like, a, there's like a, a lot of crossover in that way, but it's also the thing where it's, like, I think most people who are in support of Black Lives Matter would agree that Muslim lives, Muslim lives also matter. Exactly. There, there is there is no choosing. You know, we're kind of all on the same page here. Like, I think we all support a lot of the same issues, and they're not mutually exclusive. Exactly. There's room for us to care about. And also, if you think about it, a lot of like problems that are happening in the world, you know, we're you know where we have refugees, it is a result of imperialism. And if you think about, like, the whole... uh, What Black Lives Matter is fighting for is that black people are prejudiced against, like, there's institutional racism, but the institutional racism started because of imperialism, because slavery happened. Mm -hmm. So if you think about the roots of it, it really is imperialism. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't make sense to put them um, as opposing things, Mm -hmm. you know? Because... It is just a result of imperialism, you know, in different times and in different ways, in different contexts, but it is imperialism. Mm -hmm. Um, So at this talk, um, the person who interviewed her was for her, uh, Royson, I don't know how to say her last name, maybe Royson or, I don't know, I don't actually have to say her name, but um, she, uh, she's a writer um, and a, you know, socialist activist in like, you know, the way she writes and whatever, um, she asked her, this is like three years after these comments that Maya has made, she asked her, um, 
you know, like, what about these, like, anti-BLM statements that you made? What do you think? And Maya kind of danced around the topic, which was really interesting. I think she felt uncomfortable at being asked these questions, and she was just like, you know, Facebook is a global brand, and basically Facebook controls a conversation. And I think what she was implying by that is that, like, even though black Americans face racism and prejudice, they're still more privileged than, like, Syrians, which is true in, in, in a sort of, like, in a sort of, like, looking at the bigger sense. If you're comparing, like, the, the voice people have, is right, that what you're saying? Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Which is true, but in the sense of, like, who, she t- talked a lot about, like, who owns social media, and I'm like, I'm like, BLM has strategized and used social media to their advantage. It's not like social media came to them and was just like, how can we help mm-hmm. you? Because at the end of the day, social media, like Facebook and Google and whatever, all these things are owned by white Americans. It's not really owned by black Americans. Mm-hmm. So, like, I don't know, she kept talking about how, like, the global brand is very American. And, like, I get what she's saying, but, again, it's not really, like, it's, black Americans took advantage of what was happening and somehow got into that and, like, Mm -hmm. took advantage of that to, like, amplify their movement. Um, And she kind of, I, I think I just wanted her to apologize about making problems very hierarchical hierarchical instead of like talking about how all problems can exist together and how we can give them attention together and talk about the problems of like what is giving attention Mm -hmm. because like what is given attention is not really blm's problem or issue or like their fault you know what i'm saying i i think it's all i think you make a good point it's also that all these movements could use this like unified support you know there is power in numbers there's power in large voice right and I think I think uh, I think a lot of like BLM activists um, got angry because they were like, "There's such a history of anti-blackness in South Asian communities," mm-hmm. and she's like, she's basically taking part in that. Right. Um, and I respect MIA so much because she like brings light to a lot of like interesting issues and like things that we wouldn't think about. And she, you know, she is, to be honest, like the first most famous South Asian person in like pop culture and like you know, music, you know, all that stuff. So, yeah. But also, again, like, I, I do understand what she's saying. And I think that, I, I, I don't think that we should write her off because I think it's better to, to see what is good in the people that's working in our communities rather than writing them off because, because, uh, because we don't have enough people anyway that mm-hmm. are like, you know, that, that care about things and care right. about the world. Does that make sense, kind of? It does make sense. Um, so it was, it was like, interesting hearing you talk about it. But, I mean, so she, yeah, so she made this documentary about what's happening in Sri Lanka. And, um, I mean, I was, I am glad I went and, like, heard her, like, sorry, hear her speak about all these things. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know? Yeah. I don't know. It was good to hear her clarify her thoughts a little bit mm-hmm. on, like, why she said what she said. Yeah about Black Lives Matter. It was for her, she's more occupied with, like, which global social media movements are taking over, like, you know, what what, what is being put out there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's also interesting because, you know, in America, we're, we're actually lucky because our, a lot of our social media is, we're free to kind of talk about whatever we want to on social media. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of different, a lot of foreign governments really have a tight control over over the internet there. China. And, you know, China's a good example. Well, China's, know. well, China's own social media network is 
they don't really use Facebook that much because they I think it's called Weibo. Right? I think it's Weibo, like a yeah. I think it's like a Chinese version of Twitter basically, yeah. and it's it's more popular than than Twitter is. Well, they're basically recreating that episode from Black Mirror where it's all about social media. Have you watched? Have you guys watched that? Episode Not from Black Mirror. I've seen so. But that ep- that ep- the, this episode from Black Mirror from the latest season is about like how you gain points from being liked on social media, and you use the op- use those points to basically be on like say uh, first class in on a plane, or like cut the line, or like get like special privileges. Oh, and this stuff. is like the, about the woman going to the wedding and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, saw yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I did see that. Yeah. So they, they actually parts of that are becoming real in China. So they're making that part of their social media system. Really? There's certain things. Yeah, there are certain advantages that you can get if you're for, liked like, and like. And yeah, like for influencers, but also like if you speak well about China or if you like spread certain propaganda and like all that Ooh, stuff, which is like yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. So so basically, it's like it's like it's like it's like if you're an influencer here, yeah. Except your sponsored content is like the government yeah. of China. Exactly, exactly. Because no, I was gonna say that is definitely real in the U.S. Not for the, the the government of China thing, but if you are a popular influencer, you get advantages in everything. You get free clothes, free events, free vacations, free. So for us, it's the same, Coachella. but in the private sphere. Right, right. exactly. It's like the private it's not, sector. The, it's, it's not like, government sponsored. Oh, it's more like the capitalist version. And they have the community. Yeah, right. the no, that, version. That, that is a that is a good take from that. Honestly, mm. wow, that's, that's crazy. That's I crazy. never thought about it. That like way. our lives are just in right before our eyes becoming black mirror. <laughs> it is though. In like a lot of ways, though. though. <laughs> yeah, that's the scariest part about black mirror. Yeah, though, isn't it? And I think something that's really interesting in like the way that the way that information is controlled, especially digitally, because I think we have this idea that that um, that. All information is just on the internet. You can kind of mm-hmm. find it wherever. But you brought up the violence at the Gaza protests. Oh, and yeah. okay. I I actually had not heard about it until you mentioned it. And I tried yeah. Googling it and I couldn't find a Wait, ton for of real? Inf- I couldn't find a ton of information on it. Really? Mm-hmm. For real? Yeah. Okay, actually, so one of our producers was also talking about it because she didn't know about it as well, and um, which is which is so insane. So the reason why I like know not a lot about it, but like know enough about it is just because of Twitter, because Twitter is literally like real people, mm-hmm. real people. I mean, I know there's a lot of fake news on Twitter as well, but like Twitter is a very much a confidence and happiness booster, though, because whenever you feel shitty about yourself and on Instagram and Facebook, always go to Twitter because it will make you giggle. Also, it'll make you giggle, and also, like, it will just, like, make you take away your thoughts from, like, your own lives and, like, other people's lives, and, like, you know, if, oh, you, I think, if you're I think, the... I think Twitter's dark. Oh, really? Twitter's the darkest social media. Twitter's the darkest, but it's darkest, like, outside of myself. I think, in, in a way, way. Ah, I don't know. No, it. you're right. It is really dark, but the thing is, is I'm new to Twitter, and I only follow five people who happen to be my friends, <laughs> but it's, like, I literally follow, like, Chet, Maddie, our producer, Caroline, our producer, Ishmom, and then you guys just tweet funny-ass shit that, like, relates my, to my life, so that's why I think it's, like, I like po- I, like, post one dark thing, and then I'll be, like... Three funny things. I mean, like, and then today the, I was like, here's a corgi. Here's a corgi. Exactly. <laughs> so my Twitter, my Twitter sphere is very happy and light, but I understand why you feel that way. I, I find I find a lot of darkness on Twitter. But just to like go back to talking about the Palestinian. Uh, so okay, for everybody who doesn't know, I just want to like lay it out there. No, I don't. I I want to first say that I don't know. Everything that there is to know about this, but this is what I know is that on the anniversary of um, when a lot of land in Palestine was repatriated. I say that in quotation because, like, what does that mean? But, like, repatri- repatriated, repatriated by, like, British people post-World War One to 
Jewish people, um, from Palestinian people. Um, on that anniversary, the Palestinian people in Gaza had a protest. It was like about 30,000 people, and they protested because, you know, their land was taken away, their homes were taken away. And during that protest, um, the IDF soldiers, obviously, who are manning the Israeli border, um, opened fire on this group of 30,000 people um, with rubber bullets, real ammunition, um, and tear gas, I think. Um, and 16 people died, and like hundreds were wounded. Um, and what Chet, is, Chet was talking about earlier was that uh, that not a lot, not a lot of it was like very reported in the news in a very like known way, objective way. But like, I mean, when I was talking to my friends about it, none of it, none of them had heard yeah, about I it. Yeah, I mean, for for one, it had never, it had never really entered my my inf- my information sphere. I had never heard of it. It never came across anything. Speaking and... of which, like, oh my god, like what bubbles we live in, right? Right. Because the reason why I heard about it and knew about it is because I follow a bunch of pro-Palestinian activists mm-hmm. and that's the only reason why. Yeah. But like I follow a lot of like news anchors and like news sources and all that stuff which I feel like you and I have a lot in common yeah, with but I mean, you I didn't f- hear I it from the them. Yeah, I the main news publications. Exactly. And like you didn't hear it. I didn't really see it. And when I yeah. Googled it I found something but when I also searched Twitter for it I found a lot of conflicting narratives. Yeah. And conflicting storylines which is, which is kind of frustrating because Twitter can be kind of this like black hole where you're not mm-hmm. really sure who people are. You're not really sure where information is coming from, yeah. and you know it's kind of like you you pit it against things that you. I feel like you know you you kind of develop trust with certain publications, I, where you think that maybe they have integrity that you can just rely on the information. But yeah. oftentimes that's not necessarily the case. I think like for something so whenever there are stories about the Israeli-Palestinian conflict, I feel like this always becomes the issue because a lot of um, Western powers support Israel as like, you know, politically. And so a lot of the big media sources are, you know, sources in England or America or whatever. I mean, we should say for for anyone who doesn't know, America's public uh, stance on the vision is is pro-Israel. That is our official government and military stance. Exactly. And so... Every time when you search when something happens, it's super, super skewed. Like, um, also when you, today we searched on Google, um, you know, this whole thing that happened where like this peaceful, most, for the most part, peaceful protest was fired upon by the Israeli Defense Force, a peaceful protest of of, uh, Palestinians. Um, And all the information that's coming out Actually, on the first page of Google, is from is coming out of like pro-Israeli newspapers and Israeli newspapers, and it's saying that only eleven people died. But other news sources that are maybe a little bit less biased, in my opinion, or like from other places, are saying that only six, uh, not only that sixteen people died. I think the dis- discrepancy is like incredibly telling because eleven and sixteen are very different, and also um, IDF claims that out of the eleven, like. I forget exact number. I think it's nine or ten, or at least the majority are like Hamas terrorists, where the Israeli people are like, no, most of them weren't. But I don't even think that's the point. I don't think the point is like if they're terrorists or not terrorists. It's the point that like the protest for the most part was very peaceful, and the people who were violent, I say violent in quotation marks, because a lot of them just had fireworks or they were throwing stones, and IDF was armed with snipers and guns uh, behind a fence. Uh, so, like, literally, the force is not equal at all. 
Um, so, yeah, I just, I feel like, I think that's the issue here. You can see, like, the difference in the way the show of force is being portrayed in news sources, depending on who's reporting mm-hmm. it. Um, I mean, Washington Post did a really good article about about how the show of force was completely disproportionate, um, which is funny. It's good that Washington Post did that article, but Washington Post, most of the articles are not for free. You have to pay for the articles. I wish, like, more of information could be free or, like, I don't know. Yeah, it, it, I mean, I think that's, I think that's, that's kind of goes into a separate... No, it does. It goes into a separate thing, but that, but I'm saying like this this thing wasn't reported enough, and not it, it, this thing wasn't reported enough in a in a lot more media sources mm-hmm. is what I'm saying, and that's right. why it's like the fact that I could find this one American news source that said it, but most of their stuff is paid. But anyway, yeah, you're right. That's a whole different thing. But I mean, this boy, I don't. It doesn't matter if it's terrorist or not. I mean, okay, terrorism is a terrorist is a weird word anyway, but it doesn't matter if. Um, he was affiliated with Hamas or not, but he was running away from the border. Mm-hmm. He was running away from the border. And I, I watched this video and I, it was actually really, it honestly felt like a movie to me because I, I, it was like really weird to see this as a real thing and it was really upsetting and disturbing, but like he was running away and he was just shot head on, in his head mm-hmm. and he just like, he was running and then he fell, just like yeah. dead. Like literally it was, he was carrying a tire and he was running away, and then he just fell, and he just died. Mm-hmm. Like, it, 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 like, didn't make any sense. Like, I, 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 I don't even know. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I, I guess, I'm not really sure. Like, I, I guess I'm, I feel pretty overall uneducated on the, on the whole subject to be, to begin with, you know? Like, I, I don't know a ton about the conflict and, and where it, it stands presently. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that, and I, I don't have you know necessarily an opinion on this either, but I think that the way that the whole labeling labeling someone as terrorist, or mm-hmm. the way that they you know in America when you see shootings like this, they label someone as a criminal or someone as a different past is like it's supposed to it's supposed to tell you the public whether you're supposed to feel bad for this person or not. Yes, and I think yes. the idea behind yes. this I is agree. that whether they're running towards the border. Or away from the border, if they are a terrorist, it is okay if they die, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because they're a terrorist. Yeah. And like, yeah. and honestly, I'm you know I don't know like what the answer is necessarily. It, you know, it, well, it depends on I don't know like what kind of information is going on, and you know like I I don't know. I what, what is the answer? Is the answer like is if a terrorist is running away, do you let them go? I don't I don't know. I honestly yes, don't know because you do not know for sure. Well, I mean, right, but, like, that's what I'm saying. So we don't know if they're terrorists. Yeah, exactly. And what what if you were to kill a civilian or real life? Like, I mean, at the end of the day, they have a tire or whatever. They're not actually doing anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, like, what is the definition of a terrorist? Like, I don't know. It gets really Well, murky. yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I was like, do, do we... It's kind of like... Do we know the identity of the person? Know, do we have any idea, like, who they are or, or Innocent until proven guilty, in a way, in a lot of the ways, especially in, especially somewhere where, like, people are protesting, people are mm-hmm. out in the open. Like, you're not in a court, you're not any, like, no. Right. No, also, well, I guess, are they saying that this person that they shot was a known or affiliated terrorist, or are they saying they're labeling him a terrorist because he was at the protest? 
I guess is what I guess is what my question is. They don't even know. Honestly, right. all okay. the news is very like all the news is very uh, murky. IDF mm-hmm. is basically we knew. They're not giving us any okay. evidence. They okay. honestly didn't. And also, if they're dead, they can't be tried. So mm-hmm. obviously, the family is saying that that he's not. But they killed him, so right. you can't. Kind of you know what I mean? No, yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, 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 I think the censoring of news is really interesting and weird mm-hmm. because when I told you and like Maddie, our producer, about it, it was kind of like it was like hard to find information in an unbiased way, um, on Google even. I think that's really yeah. interesting. Yeah, it was, it was hard. It, it was, you know, it was yeah. it was that's hard crazy to find. You can find information about anything. It was hard. It was hard to find any information that would verify a lot of what I was seeing on, on a Twitter search. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, and I guess it lets you know that a lot of the publications we read are getting their their information from one source. Nothing is fucking unbiased. Obviously, I mean, news is not unbiased, but mm-hmm. yeah, for sure. But um, anyway, this is this is the end of where we talk about depressing things because the world is fucking like every day there's some, some fucking shit happened we can talk about this on the next episode but i do want to mention um, the guy in crown heights who got shot by nypd saheed vassell mm-hmm. um i, I don't want to really comment on it right now because it is still a developing story but like it is fucking depressing and anyway i just wanted to say that like all right let's move on to yeah this. and it's and it's coming on the back of someone who someone else i guess this this man in crown heights was shot he was holding a shower head yeah, metal pipe, shower like a pipe. showerhead yeah. pipe, and this is on the back of someone who in Sacramento recently Stephon was also Clark. shot, Stefan Clark, for yeah. holding, Un- I, I think it was a cell phone. Yeah, unarmed, in his own backyard. Mm-hmm. And uh, the reports say that he was shot in the back, mm-hmm. also. Mm-hmm. I am just, uh, God, the, the world. That, it's like, that's the thing, it's like, every time we come here to record something, it's like, we, mm-hmm. yeah, we want to talk about what's happening in the world, but it's and also like... And we, we talk about, I feel like we talk about the world as if, like, the world is a crazy place, by saying the world as if it's not like America that's a crazy place. You know, it's like the world, uh, you know, people say the world is a crazy place. Look at all the stuff that's going on like outside of our borders as if like America is sane and reasonable and well-adjusted, but <laughs> but everything outside of America is like this crazy place and we're so lucky to live here when in reality, America is just as crazy of a place to live as a lot of other places. Last are. week, yesterday, so, today, fucking everything. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, I think note. we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we'll have some... Uh, things. <laughs> we'll have some... Zane, Gigi, Kendall, Channing Tatum, Rihanna. Also, also sad take news. Take it all the way. Also sad we'll news, but some, with lighter. With a lighter. We'll some, yeah, we'll have some more sad news to, to report on. Yeah. There'll be more tea, less tears. Oh! <laughs> that's what we should call that next section. <laughs> Less tea, more tears? No. no. I mean, more tea, less tears. <laughs> All right, we will be right back. No matter what Segment the shit because it's like, it's like you know sh- that shit in the world. 
bad shit. It sounded like bad shit. Bad shit in the world, and there's like the like the funny pop culture shit. So the the things we're gonna talk about in the pop culture shit is, um, Zane, Casta, his brown, and we have a PhD in brown. Obviously. What? Um, and oh then we're gonna talk about Kendall. Kendall Jenner, because we have a PhD in the Kardashians too. We actually have multiple PhDs. Let me tell you about them. This is a podcast of very learned people. <laughs> and then we're gonna talk about breakups because we also have a PhD in breakups. At least I do. Um, and then we're also gonna have a talk about Rihanna because who doesn't have a PhD in Rihanna? Everyone who loves the music has one. And then uh, maybe we're going to go into Chris. Maybe not. I mean, the Chris's of the... That's what I mean. Not Chris Jenner, but the... Yeah. So, to begin with, Zane this week... No, not this week. Two weeks ago, Zane broke up with... We don't know who broke up with who. Oh, they okay. released a Who joint... was a dumper and who was a dumpy? Zane dumped... is definitely... I think he's got dumped. Has a social media presence that he got dumped. Yeah, he definitely... He seems like he got dumped, honestly. I think so, too. Yeah. I think as well. But he well. has such a beautiful face. Yeah, but you know what? That word, that goes away. You know what? That checker tattoo, though, is so ugly. I would break That's up with him because of that fucking tattoo. He seems like he probably has a lot of bad tattoos. checker tattoo? He has a lot of bad tattoos. The one of Gigi's eyes that are obviously Gigi's eyes. You know, it's kind of the equivalent of, like, when you are doing badly in a relationship, you post a picture with them because you just want to believe yourself. You want to, like, you know, believe that, like, you're doing well. He took that to an extreme level. He was just like, we're doing well. I'm going to get a tattoo of her eyes. Wait, yeah. he got a tattoo of her eyes? It's, yeah. No, it's, well, a, a, it's a girl's eyes, and it's on his chest. And, and I would go so far to say that Gigi has very distinctive eyes. And it distinctive very, voice also distinctive yes. eyes. Okay. <laughs> um, and they look almost exactly like her eyes. I mean, he never confirmed or denied mm-hmm. that statement. But she has very distinctive eyes. Like you have to go out of your way to make this picture look like some mm-hmm. her eyes. Um, I'm almost hundred percent sure that they are her eyes. They, but I don't know. I saw that tat. It's, it's totally it's totally her, it's her definitely. eye. Mm-hmm. Z- no wait, isn't it one it's eye? It's two eyes. Two eyes, really? It's not just one eye, yeah. It's, it's, it's two, two eyes. eyes. I'll pick up the picture. Commitment's real. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also, he posted on Instagram his first Insta after they broke up, and, like, he has, like, green hair, like Frank Ocean. First of all, like, maybe do something different. Also, second of all, his he's wearing, like, green contacts, or it's edited that his eyes are green, and I'm just like, what is happening? Are you having a breakdown? Like, he's definitely having a breakdown. Uh, I mean, listen, if you want him to do something different and not copy Frank Ocean, maybe you should tell him to do, to do that about his music first, because his music is basically a bad a bad inspiration of Frank Ocean music. Ooh. Okay. She Wait, I it. do want to say one thing. She likes it. Oh my god, Nika, don't fucking say, like, totalist, totalistic, totalistic. I don't know. I'm not from You here. do like a lot of his music. Mm-hmm. I, I, okay, like, I like some. Some. Okay, that's that, Okay, the song with Taylor Swift, that is good, okay? I don't want to live forever, that's a good song. Tell me you didn't listen to that. I Anika, s- tell me. You like, you like, uh, oh, you know what you used to play literally 24-7 when it came out? You would literally put it on repeat one for like eight hours when we were hungover. Mm-hmm. Pillow Talk. Pillow Talk is a good song. <laughs> I'm like not even going to take that back. It's listen, a fucking good song. Listen, it's you're... It's a good song. I'm not... It's a good song and that video is dope. That's fine. All I'm saying is that... Gigi, Zane, 
hooking up and thinking about the fucking is like my porn. I have a little what? Listen, I have a little affinity. Gigi is half Palestinian. Zayn is half Pakistani. They got together. They're both really hot. They made this song, which sounds pretty good. They have the music video. I was like, yeah, I'm into it. I'm going to watch it a few times. And I will, might, maybe, not, but maybe also jack off to it. No. I'm like, no, I mean, I'm just kidding. No. I'm kidding. No. I'm kidding. Listen, I don't know how you're going to take this. Oh, my God. I know I'm going to reveal this to you live on the air. <laughs> Uh, I like Harry better. Who? Harry Styles? Yeah. I think it's very... Okay. I think it's very different. Yeah, I want you to... I'm looking, showing you a picture of the, the tattoo. It mm-hmm. is definitely her eyes. Oh, that's for sure her yeah, eyes. Yeah, Look sure it up. Eyes. Sorry. Zane. That's definitely her Tattoos. eyes. Tattoos. No, it's very eyes. distinctive. It's yeah. very distinctive. The yeah. makeup, it's it's distinctive. I'm sorry. I just also, you're n- I don't know. You're, you're not going to be like dating a girl and get a tattoo of someone Random else's eyes on yeah. you. Exactly. That's fair. So... I don't know. I hope that Zane's okay. I'm a little worried about him. You know, I took a, look, a quick look at his Instagram. He looks he looks really sad. He looks pretty sad. Looks pretty sad. Honestly. But also, speaking of, like, Gigi. I mean, if Gigi broke up with Zane, then it means, like, she probably found another person. Because let's face it, Gigi likes to move on from one to another. Yeah. Does she? Moves, she moves quick. From she, Cody Simpson, it was Zane. No, Cody JK. to Joe Jonas. Okay, you know best. To Zane. Mm-hmm. And even Joe Jonas came out and said, damn, she moved quick. Because I think a couple weeks after they had mm-hmm. broken up and they had been together for quite a long time, maybe a little less than which, a year. Which Jonas is Joe? Uh, middle, he's now engaged to Sophie Turner from Game of Thrones. Isn't, is, that, isn't, it, that, isn't Joe in the one with the, the cake? Cake by the ocean. Yeah. What? Okay. What is that band's name? Uh, D A D N C E. God, he's like really trying so hard though. It's like. Hold on. Is Joe is which one is the one with like the shaved head? That would be Nick, I think. Okay. One of them. Okay. One or the another. All they have basic ass names, so it's really hard. Mm -hmm. It's like super white names. Nick, Joe, Jack. No, what's the third one's name? Kevin. Kevin, oh my god, that's so white. Damn. I also have a little brother named Frankie. Really? I just like to say, wow, the parents are like, let's give them the most basic names ever. Um, Everyone else. Frankie's real name is definitely Francis, right? Um, Like, there's no way it's Frankie. It must be Frank. Must be Frank. Francis is not Frankie. Francis is like Frank. I think Frank is a nickname for Francis. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. If, I don't know enough. About <laughs> Honestly, though, hot take though. Uh, Jonas Brothers back in the day when you were sixteen, have some jams. When I mean, you and I. Yeah, like year three thousand. That is a jam. The year three thousand. It's called year three thousand. It's by the Jonas Brothers. It came out probably circa good two thousand and seven. I don't know. Like it. back when. I don't know it. Back when Hannah Montana was a thing. It, it was. It's a great Definitely. song. They also have Burning Up SOS. I can go on forever. All three jams. Alright, okay, okay, okay. But wait, um, actually not speaking of jams, I just want to go back to the Gigi part because yeah. Gigi made me think of uh, Kendall mm-hmm. and the fact that Kendall Jenner is in Chris Brown's video, right, with Lil Dicky mm-hmm. or some shit. But I haven't actually watched that video, so can we watch a little bit of it's it? It's actually, it's actually... Can, a- can we watch a little bit of the Kendall Jenner it's actually I gotta be honest it's Mm -hmm. actually like a pretty funny video it's basically like if Lil Dicky was like black for a day 
and then in the video, he, like, Chris Brown is basically him in the video. Um, the song is, like, whatever, because Little Dicky kind of sucks. Really? But, yeah, but the, vid- the video is pretty funny. The, vid- the video is. And De- Kendall Jenner is in it at the end. But I'm just, like, I'm just, like, why is anyone trying to create shit with Chris Brown anymore? Why is anyone trying to collaborate with him? Why is anyone trying to do anything with him? And I'm just, like... Especially, okay, also in our last episode, we talked about, like, the whole, like, Rihanna, Chris Brown, uh, Snapchat debacle. Oh, the Snapchat debacle. And I'm just like, okay, why, like, why are we still fucking doing this? Why is this a question? Why are people still choosing? Because there is, there isn't a choice. The clear answer is that, like, Chris Brown should not be here anymore in any way, shape, or form. And, like, here anymore? You mean in, in, like, the... Like, us talking about things and, like, us talking about pop culture. And I'm just, like, why is... Okay, first of all, Kendall Jenner fucked up with the Pepsi video. It's like, girl, have you learned your fucking lesson? You know what? Chad has an interesting opinion on that because he thinks that maybe this whole Chris Brown thing I think that they know that this would be, like, not received that well. And I don't think that they care because it's good. It's, like, publicity. Mm. It gets it gets her name in headlines. It gets a Kardashian name in headlines. And I don't think they really care about anything else. I would, I would, I would argue though that Kendall and Kylie don't need the publicity because they are like some of the top influencers yeah. on Instagram. But I mean, I'm not gonna devalidate. I mean, okay, so I think actually, if you try, if you do say that point, I think the only thing I can think of is that Chloe, Kim, and Kylie had babies, and Kendall was basically not the only one. Kendall was on, the only one who doesn't have a baby or who hasn't had a baby. So mm-hmm. she was like, how do I get myself in the news cycle? Be on Chris Brown's music video. I, mean, I don't even know. I don't even think this is like Kendall's decision. Obviously, she's like managed by Chris. <laughs> Why like, do we give her so much of a for that though? Like, oh, Kendall doesn't know what the fuck is happening. Same thing happened with Pepsi. Pepsi was like, we apologize that we put Kendall in this position. I'm like, ugh, Kendall fucking knew, okay? She has fucking brains. She says yes to the end. Like, I'm, I don't know. Is Kendall smart? We we have is there any evidence that she's smart, is smart enough? She still says yes or no at the end of the day. No, I think I think a bunch of people effed up when it comes. To I don't Pepsi. know. I think Pepsi fucked up. I think her management. Okay, fucked up. I know Pepsi, but I'm just saying, like after Pepsi, like don't you think that she would have a little bit more like? Let me really think about. Well, what I'm obviously doing. not because she did the commercial. No, but after the whole the blow up. I don't know. I honestly don't think this is, like, that big of a deal. In the sense that, like, is anything going to happen? Is, like, Kendra Legend going to lose one follower over this? Like, no. is she going to lose one sponsor? No. Like, so, like, does it matter? Does it? I guess she's not. But I guess it's, like... Like, this doesn't negatively affect her in any way, really. Come right a- did the news video come out after the Snapchat scandal or before? I think before. I think the music video came out a couple weeks ago. Okay. Yeah. I wonder if she would have done it if... Probably. Only because the Snapchat scandal doesn't necessarily... It's not really an indictment of Chris Brown. It's yeah. kind of an indictment of Snapchat, right? Mm-hmm. Snapchat is the, one at, is the one at fault in this case just because... Also, hot take, Snapchat is going to die. There's like literally... I mean, they're kind of on their way out. Kendall, uh-huh. And Kylie Jenner is partly responsible for that. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, Rihanna is. And we talked about that. Yeah, yeah, Rihanna. I mean, I deleted mine immediately. Like, I had just left it kind of unused, the app on my phone, but the second that the whole Rihanna Chris Brown thing... Uh, happened. I would. I took. I made it a point to like go and actually deactivate and delete my account so that it wasn't mm-hmm. even and deleted the app completely because I was just like, this is not okay to support an app that approves ads like that. And you could do that, I guess. I think ultimately this this leads us to a conversation that would be best suited for another pod, which is that I think Come that join us. 
hip hop in general has kind of a problem right now mm-hmm. where there are a lot of unsavory characters, Chris Brown just being one of them that are a- achieving a lot of success. And it part of it's complicated because there is like a really big kind of anti-establishment, anti-authority thing in that's been prevalent in hip hop that kind of almost like elevates certain artists. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's now getting to a point for me that I'm having a problem with a lot of new artists like Kodak, like what? Like Kodak Black or 6ix9ine. Like, tell us more about that, though. Well, 6ix9ine is someone who basically pled guilty. 6ix9ine? Yeah. What's that? He's a rapper from New York. Oh my god, I'm too old. You've probably seen him on the internet. He has, like, rainbow-colored That's hair. That's different from 6lack? They're huh? different people? 6lack? I think that his name is just pronounced Black. Black? Oh, that's just black. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I am, okay. <laughs> Hello, I'm turning 27 this year. <laughs> <laughs> six lakh. Hello, it's six lakh. Have any, has anyone heard of six, six lakh? Six lakh, come on the pod. We'd love <laughs> to have you. Nope, nope. Uh, yeah, there's a rapper named Six Nine. Uh, he's like young, he's like really up and coming. His He has like doing a lot of uh, numbers on Spotify. But he also. Uh, I think he pled guilty to a to a legal case where he's basically on video and it's like a Snapchat video of him and other people. Uh, I'm not really sure having sexual contact with a female who's a minor, and also that is not sexual contact. That is rape. <laughs> well, I, I, I'm saying that sex, is rape. I'm saying sexual contact because it wasn't sex necessarily. That's not what the that's not like the court affidavit. Okay, then what, sexual what assault. What is it? Can you please give a little bit more detail on what that is? We gotta know. What do uh, we there's actually a really good. There's actually a really good piece on Jezebel that goes through the entire thing and it goes through a lot of his interviews um, and statements thereafter, where he kind of is blat- caught blatantly lying about what happened in the videos and what happened in the court documents. Um, yeah, so there is a really good piece on Jezebel um, about the six nine case and that touches on some other cases in like the rap community right now. But basically, they, they go through all the court affidavits, they go through all the witness testimonies, and they go through six, nine interviews that he's done, and they catch him blatantly lying about details of the case mm-hmm. that he admitted to to police and to authorities. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we'll, we'll link to that article in the, um, in like the show notes Pod on notes. the podcast. And um, we'll, we'll definitely save that and kind of table that for another, another episode, because that's something we should... Definitely I think we should come about. back to that next time. Yeah, we should definitely talk about that and go into that. Just because I think that there's, like, so much about, mm-hmm. like, you know, the fact that, like, you know, when we talked about Kendall and, like, we talked about Chris Brown and we, you know, talking about, you know, thinking about hip-hop in general and just thinking about, like, R. Kelly and Nelly mm-hmm. and, like, what all that means, the fact that they're there and, like, also what, what that means, like, you know, um, in terms of, like, who the victims are mm-hmm. and, like, yeah. how much... Um, media attention that it gets. Mm-hmm. Like, if the victims are white, do they get more media attention? And if the right. victims are not, you know, mm-hmm. that they don't, and, like, what type of consequences are there for, yeah. like... I'm not even just talking about people in the hip-hop community, just, like, people in, like, pop culture, really. And, mm-hmm. like, you know, how how does their um, cases get gets profiled or not, depending on who the victims are. Mm-hmm. I think yeah, that, absolutely. I mean, yeah. we, we could even go back to, like the Elizabeth Smart case, you know, mm-hmm. you, you know, like that was like when I was really young and I remember that being a huge deal. Elizabeth yeah. Smart case? Yeah, she was like this young uh, white woman who got kidnapped basically and was held captive for a long time. Mm-hmm. And I remember reading about similar or hearing about similar cases um, 
about women of color being held captive. Mm-hmm. And basically, the Elizabeth, the Elizabeth Smart story basically kind of took the country for for like a month. And these other cases got very little recognition. I mean, it's, it's been kind of a running theme. Well, it's, since, like, it's like a lot of always. like uh, women of color activists have been saying like the Me Too movement. Yes, it's great that it's getting traction. But why did it start getting traction? Did it start getting traction because it started with white women? You know what I mean? Yeah. Because like yeah. we are not ready as a country, as a society, to listen to a real story by a person of color. Um, but then, you know, when a wave starts by, like, all these white women in Hollywood, then we're ready. You know, like, yeah. there's this, like, this weird... Because a lot of people did talk about that, like, being like, oh, actually, Anita Hill started this movement. Yeah, Anita, there's a real you know? thing with, with credibility and, yes. and whose voices we listen to. Exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely, I, and I would love to, yeah, I would love to talk about that. Mm-hmm. Um, in a separate yeah, yeah, we should definitely do that. There's definitely, we should all, like, talk about that. We could talk about that for, like, three podcasts, honestly. Be, <laughs> honestly, it yeah, forever. Good, it would be a good thing to talk about for our next podcast. I also, but also, when you say, like, oh, let's talk about this for a few podcasts, it's like, that just makes me think about that, like, the fact that, like, it's never talked about. I could literally talk about it forever. Mm-hmm. If we could talk about, like, so There's many so cases. much material. Even this... this specific Jezebel article I was looking at during the break and like it literally ties into all the other like hip-hop artists that have like similar type of cases that are going on right now or in the past it talks about R. Kelly from 1996 or something in the 90s there's just so much material that like is not being talked about like we could go on also not even keeping it like you know isolated to hip-hop it's like you know because like a lot of people like like to for First, I think this is actually coming out of, like, anti-blackness. I love to, like, demonize hip-hop. Mm-hmm. But it is literally, like, everything. Like, thinking about, like, movies mm-hmm. and, like, Roman Polanski and, like, thinking about Woody Allen and thinking about, like, you know, what was, it, like, um, uh, what's his face's brother uh, that did that? Um, Casey Affleck. Casey Affleck. You knew what I was talking about. Yeah. Casey Affleck and, like... It is literally, like, such a widespread thing. Mm-hmm. Like, we could, like, go in on every single person and how, like, they were excused of whatever, mm-hmm. you know, they were mm-hmm. accused of. Manchester by the Sea won huge <laughs> at the box office amid all of the uh I think it won, it won for, um... Not box office, sorry. Well, no, 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 it did, I mean, he, Casey Affleck won for Best Actor. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure Manchester won. I can't remember if it was either Best Screenplay or Best Director. Well, yeah. you know, Woody Allen has been winning, like, you know, Best Movie nominations, mm-hmm. Best Director nomination, like, forever. I mean, he's only recently public getting his comeuppance, but he also... Only because of the Me Too movement. He also regularly still performs at the Carlisle on the Upper East Side in his oh, band. Wow. His really? Band. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. I mean, he's been doing that for, I mean, for decades now in New York, <laughs> but he's still, he still performs regularly there with his band. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think we're going to end you guys off on a good note, though. And you know what we love. And I just want to say book. that I feel so validated by this. I saw this on uh, a group chat. Anika sent this to me. But on Rihanna's Instagram feed, we have confirmation that the Queen Rihanna is a Vanderpump watcher. Wait, I do have a side note. I do have a side note. I have a side note about group chats. I do want to say one thing. Maybe it's because I'm drunk and I've been drinking a lot. Probably because you're drunk. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and say no, that. But also because I really mean it. <laughs> oh my god. This should be good. Group chats are life, you guys. They are <laughs> life. What? They're life. I no, mean, no, no. You need to add some more value to your life. Post-Trump era. You have your friends and you have your life. You have your loves and you have your friends and 
And like when you're having a hard fucking day, those are the only things that saves you. Say yes or say no. I know you guys are going to say yes because that is true. I don't think group chat saved me. I think just quality time with my fr- those friends and family and those groups probably would save me more. But no, I, but I just... Yes, yes. How many times... Okay, we have a group chat on Twitter. We have a group chat on Instagram. We have a group chat in, on messages. Okay, come think, on. I don't think it really boosts my mood necessarily. I think spending quality time with those people <laughs> boosts my mood. I'm really but if upset. that's how you, if that's how you feel, I will. So I that will, is a fuego take. That in the post-Trump era, group chats is I'm what's keeping us together. All, yeah, <laughs> I don't chats. think that's what's keeping us together, but I think that's like, I think we should share. Oh my god. Okay, fine, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I don't know if I've ever. Seen I don't that think that's down. true. I I don't think that's true. What you're saying, I don't think that's true. I think like honestly, I personally don't feel that way about group chats, but I mean because. I don't personally, but you're allowed to feel that way. We share a lot of tea over group chats. Tell me that you don't, like, you well, how much pleasure do you feel? No, it's about, like, keeping, like, survival going. No, I think I see you enough. I don't need the group chat. Like, even if you were just to give me the tea without the group chat, I think we could survive. But it's fine. It's fine. It's cool. It's cool. You could just tell it to me over regular text, over an individual chat, over a Facebook message. You also give me some tea over regular message, you know? Okay. Anyway. Um, All right. Back to Basically, listen. Everyone should watch Vanderpump. You should talk about it with your friends on group chat. I think that's it for us tonight. We'll see you guys in a couple weeks. And remember, in a couple weeks. Yeah, nothing weeks. is cool until Rihanna says it's cool. Basically. Also, like group chats are where it's at. Don't listen to anyone. <laughs> Rihanna hasn't said those are cool yet, so we're not there yet. No, Rihanna literally is in. Five I'm waiting for chats. Rihanna to post the a screenshot of her group chat. Oh, yeah. She will saying. though, because shout out Rihanna. Shout out Rihanna. We know what she's going to do. <laughs> <laughs> Alright guys, thanks for listening. All right, we'll see thanks you next guys. time. Bye. Bye.